Welcome to Forest View's Holy Week podcast. Throughout this Holy Week, we are walking with Jesus through his final days as he journeys to the cross. Each day this week, we will release a special resource that will include a guided prayer, some time for silence, a scripture reading from the Gospel of Mark, and some thoughts for reflection. Thanks for joining us this Thursday. Let's start with prayer. Heavenly Father, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Let's take a few minutes for silence. In the midst of the noise of the day, I invite you to open yourself up to God. What is he saying to you today? Are you holding on to something you need to release to him? Is there a fear or a burden that you need to invite him to carry? In the silence, I invite you to share your burdens and fears with God and receive what he has for you today. Our scripture reading today is from Mark 14, verses 12 to 26. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples telling them, go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you, follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, the teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the 12. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely you don't mean me. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. 
It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. In his book, The Divine Conspiracy, theologian Dallas Willard writes, familiarity breeds unfamiliarity. What Willard means with this seemingly nonsensical statement is that we can sometimes become so familiar with something that we begin to lose the ability to see the significance of it. The Last Supper scene we just read about is one such example of this. It's a passage many of us have heard over and over again, to the point we can easily fall into the mindset that this story has little left to say to us. But this story is still very much alive, and no matter how many times you've heard it, there is more it has to say to us. I invite you to imagine yourself as one of Jesus' disciples. You've been journeying with him for years now, listening to his teachings, seeing firsthand his miracles. You are constantly in awe of his knowledge and wisdom, the way he embodies the scriptures, and most significantly of all, the deep intimacy he has with God, something that you have never seen anywhere else, an intimacy that you never thought was even possible until you became his disciple. And as you have grown to know him over the past couple years, you have only grown in respect for him. Most of the time, spending massive amounts of time with a person makes you aware of that person's flaws. You see them on a bad day. You become aware of their selfishness and insecurities. But that hasn't been the case with Jesus. In fact, the opposite has happened. The more time you have spent with him, the more you have watched him with a critical eye, you've only grown to love him more to be more amazed at the integrity, compassion, and selflessness that he lives with day in and day out. You know that God has raised him up to rule Israel on his behalf, and you are sure that he will be an incredible king. As you gather with other disciples in the upper room to celebrate the Passover, the room is full of energy and excitement. It feels like you are on the cusp of something incredible. Just a few days ago, you entered Jerusalem, Walking beside him, people line the streets, waving palm branches and celebrating him as the true king and the one who is going to save them. And as you recline and enjoy the meal together, a meal and a ritual that you celebrate every year, this time it feels different. It's been infused with even more excitement and expectation. And you're not sure if it's the wine from the meal or the sense that you are sitting on the precipice of the dawning of a new world, but you feel euphoric. And then Jesus says something strange. Take, this is my body. Throughout the meal, there are all sorts of readings and refrains that you say, but that's not one of them. And so, slightly confused, but never one to challenge your rabbi, you take the bread and eat it, unsure of exactly what Jesus is saying. And then he takes the cup and invites all of you to drink it together but now he refers to it as his blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. And you find yourself quietly asking, 
What exactly is Jesus getting at? His body, his blood, given, poured out? And why is he asking us to eat it and drink it? This language around giving and pouring out sounds like the language you would use to describe the religious practice of offering a sacrifice at the temple. At the temple, you would give and pour out your sacrifices in worship to God. And as you participate in these sacrifices, you'd be brought closer to God. You'd become more aware of your sin and even more, become more aware of God's love and forgiveness and presence. And so you sit with your friends in the presence of Jesus, aware that you have just participated in something profound, something you had only ever even come close to experiencing in your trips to offer sacrifices at the temple. And so while you struggle to understand what exactly Jesus has just done, you can still taste the bread and wine in your mouth, this meal that Jesus has made of himself. And you can't help but feel like this is about more than just any other Passover meal. Take, this is my body. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. As we share in this meal, now 2,000 years later, what comes to mind for you? What significance does it have for you? What does participating in this meal reveal to you about the God we discover in Jesus Christ? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you have graciously given yourself to us in your Son, Jesus Christ, a body broken and blood poured out for us. In broken bread and poured out wine, we remember, we encounter, we anticipate, and we simply say thank you. Amen.